Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, a salty, slightly cynical account of epilepsy and neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. Oh, and a whole lot of tangents. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. I was like, you know what? I'm going to dig my heels in, and I'm not giving up. So, so my insurance changed and that was sadly part of what drove my direction of which neurologist I could see. Okay. And so I had to, I couldn't, I had, I, I didn't go back to Anschutz for a few years. And then, so my husband, this is a tangent. My husband is self-employed. And that makes insurance a little more complicated um, when you don't have a conglomerate or a group that you work for or that you even employ because he's a general contractor and all of his, anyway, all that to say, our insurance was kind of a cluster of BS, (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) but um, I was, was able to go back to Anschutz, um, and I got in with Dr. Korb, who, and, and I was thankful that Dr. Strom was still there. I had, a, you know, somebody who was the, the background that I, I knew and I felt, I don't know if safe is the right word, but I felt safe there. Yeah. If that makes sense. It could, I completely, um, yeah. And the, you know what I mean? You get a gut feeling and I think sometimes you have to go with that as far as your health care. And I was still still struggling with my seizures at least three or four times a week. Um, A lot of them would happen in my sleep, which was bizarre. Um, And it would wake my husband up and he, I would stop breathing and Wayne would just hold me. He would hold me and just pray to God. And sometimes, I mean, a few times he had to call 911. Um, and then you go into the hospital and it's the same shenanigans, right? Oh, well, you had a seizure. Yeah, I know I had a seizure. Thank you. Do I need to pay for another MRI? Do you need to tell me again that my brain isn't normal? Like, so we learned that, I mean, I, I got, um, what do you call it? It was one of those medications that you can take and hold under your tongue. And it was to help with, I thought I had a seizure coming. Um, oh, oh. Now that, Names escaping me because um, my brain is, you know, no, I, nitrogen. Is it a um, nitrogen pill? I Ativan. I think it was Ativan. Ativan. Okay. So there was a time for me, and this is almost funny now, but it wasn't funny. I would keep an, a little Ativan tablet in a locket around my neck on a chain, like an, it was a necklace, because I was so fearful that I was going to have a seizure at work or another. Like when it, the worst was a, uh, having one on the bus, on the bus, on my way home from work. Oh yeah. And I had a seizure and I called my husband and I said, Wayne, I don't know where I am. And he was terrified because he was, I I mean, he didn't know where I was either. You know, Ah. I was late. I wasn't, didn't know where I was going. I couldn't think straight because my head was so discombobulated after having a seizure so Wayne is, of course, he wants to protect me and all he ever wanted to do was keep me safe. So it was a constant worry. And then, of course, I had to deal with the, there was a guilt factor 
of always being the one so needy. Do you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've learned that uh, that's pretty common, um, but it felt just uncomfortable and gross and it, it, irritating. And I would just go home and I would cry and pray. And I did that a lot. And huh, finally, I was told there was some new. So the thing about neurology is that there's something always, always new coming, you know, there's always something different. There's so much, I was thankful that living in a metro area that we're so close to a a research hospital, right? Yeah. So I learned things to be thankful for along the way. And like I said, um, to recall what I'd been held and carried through and to give thanks for the small things and keep praying and searching for my final answer. And when I was told, look, there's a, now there's going to be uh, a laser surgery coming up. So it, it wouldn't be an entire lobe of your brain removed. And so I had to, uh, that, that definitely got my attention uh, when Dr. Corb told us about that. And it was going to require what I dreaded the most, which is to go back in for another inpatient brain study. The mm-hmm. one that the first time around I had watched the video and thought and, and couldn't erase it from my memory. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, with your epilepsy, you forget certain things, or at least for me, I forget things that I think should be right on the forefront of our mind. And then those certain things that just stick in your brain and you wish you could erase. So I, I, he told us that that was, yeah, right. So he told us that was something that um, perhaps I should strongly consider. And, and at that point now, by this time there was, so there was the vagus nerve stimulator, but now there was that responsive nerve stimulator, that RNS. Okay. And that had also piqued my interest. And I thought, oh, that looks really interesting. And I, he, w- he told me I could um, be a candidate for that too. Of course, it's all about specifying where in your brain is the origin point and what will treat that best surgically. Exactly. Uh, what I learned about the response or the responsive neurostimulator is, as the name suggests, um, it responds to irregularities on, in your brain waves. And for that reason, it takes some time to become responsive, uh, the, it, as effective as you'd like it to be. For right, I guess it just it takes time. Yeah. And yeah. although I knew it was had a lot of potential, it sounded like I wanted to know what else there was. So, um, I had to bite the bullet and go back in for another phase one. And I knew there would be a phase two coming up for me as well, which I dreaded. And by this time, my seizures had were continuing, but they were 90% of them by this point were in my sleep. So I wasn't having many during the day. I'd found a combination of meds. I was always on two or three meds, but the two I'd found with Dr. Korb kept it so that they were almost all in my sleep. So yeah, that was um, to preferable to, to having right them now. at work and collapsing or 
Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it can sometimes, it would sometimes make me wake up feeling really groggy and, and, and hungover, or sometimes I didn't even know it happened. And it was only because Wayne told me it happened that I'd, that I'd had the seizures overnight. So even though that I felt, I felt better physically, but I knew it was affecting my brain and that the more seizures you have, the more you're likely to have. Right. right. Um, and that you have it, over time, it takes a toll and that's disturbing too, because we want to think we're sharp. I wanted to think I was sharp and I was well-versed and I, you know, could come up with the ideas I needed at the right time. But the seizures really do dampen some of that. And that's just a hard reality. Yeah. Um, so by this time we had... We had become parents. Kill Mills. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much.